Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. The FT. Most Silicon Valley companies are run by geeks. And one of the drawbacks of being a geek is that dealing with other human beings tends not to be a strong suit. Facebook has found a new way of tackling this problem with a dedicated empathy team whose job is to go around feeling the pain and pleasure of others and to translate the experience for the benefit of its engineers. The first result of this emotional awakening is that Facebook users are not to be called users anymore. Henceforth, they're to be known as people. In a talk last month, Margaret Gould-Stewart, Director of Product Design, explained that those formerly known as users, quote, actually have lives like outside the experience they have of using your product. And so the first step of designing in a human-centered way is to recognize that they're humans. Consequently, she said, the company's internal dashboards that used to track daily average users now measure daily average people. This is daft. I'm perfectly happy to be called a user by Facebook. I don't feel remotely dehumanised by the label, nor does it make me suspect, as Jack Dorsey, co-founder of Twitter, has suggested it might, that they're likening me to someone who takes illegal drugs. Instead, the word implies that I use its product and sums up the relationship with admirable accuracy. I don't want Facebook taking any interest in my life outside my experience of its product. Its tentacles have stretched too far in that direction already. Neither do I quite understand what it means to be human-centred, as I've never been an alien. And to talk of daily average people sounds not just clumsy and weird but also vaguely insulting as it carries the implication that everyone who uses Facebook is pretty mediocre. As well as making the company more human-centred, the empathy team has been dispatched to empathise with advertisers. Again, this is very thoughtful, though it misses the spot by a mile. If I were an advertiser who was cross that all those expensive ads I'd placed on Facebook had failed to turn into sales, I wouldn't be at all mollified if an employee pitched up to feel my pain. What I would appreciate instead would be an acknowledgement of a problem and an attempt to fix it sharpish. When it comes to commercial transactions, there's no role for empathy. Hand-wringing and incontinent displays of emotion from the other side are misplaced, unprofessional and all-round creepy. The only proper role for empathy in business is in the office, and even then it's needed only in exceptional circumstances. When we're struck by illness, bereavement, divorce, or are in periods of miscellaneous emotional upheaval, we may need empathy from our colleagues. When I've occasionally pitched up at work ravaged by life, a small injection of empathy from a workmate makes me feel not only vastly better, but fonder of my employer too. The times when I've received nothing of the sort, I've been left feeling even more miserable and mutinous too. 
trouble is that most senior business people, not just in Silicon Valley but everywhere on earth, are shockingly bad at performing such a service, despite all the studies that claim authentic and emotionally intelligent leaders, who are supposed to be the wellsprings of empathy, perform best, experience suggests otherwise. I can think of just one chief executive I know quite well who was really empathetic. He had a very big job, but kept it only for a very short time. Because he grieved over all the people he fired and demoted, he found it almost impossible to do tough things. He was branded weak and indecisive, almost had a nervous breakdown, and was eventually given the push. Given the necessity for toughness at the top, the sensible thing for leaders to do is to outsource empathy to people who are good at it. For a while, there was a senior woman at the Financial Times who had a box of tissues in her office that was in constant use. She would listen to whatever anguished problem was brought to her, look suitably concerned, and then invariably manage to say the right thing, which often was very little. Perhaps this is what Facebook is trying to do in having a special empathy team. But it's made another grave mistake in giving it a name. The whole point of empathy is that it's meant to be spontaneous and natural. It's meant to come from the heart. If it's part of your job description, the whole thing is spoiled. If I were a grumpy advertiser, I would take an even dimmer view of any empathising if it came from a specialised member of an empathy team. Empathy by corporate fiat has nothing empathetic about it. It's about the most cynical concoction ever invented. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.